welcome to a new episode of ACR, Anchored Culture Radio. I am your host, Helen Collins, and I am happy that you're tuning in. If you haven't yet, go ahead and check out some of the previous episodes. I haven't posted a new episode um, in about three or four weeks, but if you want to get caught up, you can find us on iTunes under Anchored Culture Radio. And if you have an Android or a Samsung user, you can follow the show at SoundCloud or on SoundCloud at Anchored Culture Radio and catch up on any previous episodes that you may have missed. With that being said, again, I am your host, Helen Collins, and let's go ahead and jump into what's new. All right, so before I get into what's been new with me, I just want to say I hope you guys have been good, have been great, have been blessed. I hope you've been walking in purpose. I hope you've been dedicated and not lazy. I hope that you've been walking in your dreams and and working on your goals and just being uh, diligent and intentional about what it is you're meant to do here on this earth. (laughs) I feel like that was a mouthful. With all of that being said, um, the first thing is, this was a couple of weeks ago, but we lost Prince. That's huge. I'm still not over that. Also, you may not be a Beyonce fan, but this was a pretty big deal in my life. She dropped her new visual album, Lemonade, which I'll have more to say about later. But I was highly impressed. I loved it. Being a Christian and all, I loved it. Um, But more importantly, me and my husband just celebrated our first year of marriage. Our anniversary is May 8th. And originally we had an entire trip planned and we were going to take some time off work and just celebrate. Some things came up. We had to move some things around and um, we wound up having to cancel the trip. But my amazing husband did manage to purchase tickets to Beyonce's formation tour in Dallas. So we went to that. And while I was there, if you can believe it, while I was there, God gave me what he wanted me to talk about on this week's episode. But before I can get into that, I have to lay the groundwork, which is going to require me to tell you about my experience at the Formation Tour. And the first thing I want to start with is just listing a couple of things that took me by surprise at this concert. So if you know me, you know I am, I'm a Beyonce fan, but I'm not quite in the beehive. I, the bee, I don't even want to be associated with the beehive. I think they're just over the top too, way, 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 way too much. I am not a member of the beehive, but I am a fan, meaning I, res- I respect her talent and I respect her hard work and she's done things that I can take inspiration from. She's done things that I don't too much care for. So, but at the end of the day, I'm still a fan. So I was super excited to go to this concert. So a couple of things that I was surprised about when I got there is we were really close to the stage. We weren't on floor. We weren't on the floor, but we had lower level seats and I felt like we were as close to the stage as we could possibly get without having floor seats. So that was good. 
Um, I expected the concert to start on time. It was supposed to start at 7.30. Beyonce actually did not come out until probably about 9.45. Now, I don't know if that's normal for big name artists, but I've been to a couple Chris Brown concerts and he pretty much started on time. So I was kind of disappointed about that, but whatever. The next thing is I was expecting to be surrounded by nothing but beehive. Like when you watch a Beyonce concert on YouTube or on TV or wherever, all you see are the overcrazed fans, the beehive, the screaming, the crying, the this, the that. So I was expecting to have to deal with a bunch of nuts, basically. And to my surprise, I I saw I saw some. I'm now I'm not gonna lie. The beehive was definitely there, but there just weren't as many of them as I thought. A lot of the people around me were just normal fans like me. Cool, calm, chilled. Nobody around me was really doing too much. So, um, because I felt like I was going to be really squished and it was going to be uncomfortable. And it wasn't any of that. We had great seats. They were, they were pretty evenly spaced and everybody kind of just stayed in their own lane. We've all heard the conspiracy theory that Beyonce and Jay-Z and a bunch of other people are in the Illuminati they're a part of this new world order. They sold their souls to Satan. They're, they're demonic. I've been told that, you know, at her concerts, there's demonic forces in the atmosphere and it's evil and you can see it behind her eyes and she's, she's taken over by a demon and all this other stuff. So um, I contemplated going to the concert and I was on the fence about it, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to go. So I went. But I was also prepared to experience something in the atmosphere that was not supposed to be there or evil or something like that. I was prepared to experience something like that. And honestly, I didn't. I did not sense anything evil about Beyonce. I didn't sense anything evil about her props or her background. Nothing. I was pleasantly surprised. It was just an all-out good show. If anything, the concert made me a bigger fan of Beyonce. She seemed very normal and um, relatable. And she does a great job at connecting with her fans and connecting with the city. Because I know, sitting in that concert venue, I know that she's got other venues to go to after this concert it's a tour so I know that Dallas is not her only stop but in the moment she does a great job of making you feel like she came out to give you specifically her all all of her heart and soul she doesn't miss a beat she doesn't miss a note she literally is focused and she gives you the best show of her life or of your life and If I could, if my husband would allow me to, I would go and I would purchase another seat at another venue just to see the concert all over again. That's how good it was, in my opinion. It was just a huge production. Even if you had sucky seats, you you everyone in the venue seats 80,000 people. But I'm pretty sure everyone in the venue had a great experience no matter 
where you were sitting. So I just applaud Beyonce for that. But the thing that God started to deal with me on was there was such an expectancy in the crowd for those two hours that we waited for Beyonce to come out. There was an expectancy in the atmosphere from every single person in that stadium, including myself. We were anticipating, we were expecting because we just knew that this was Beyonce and we were about to be entertained. This was going to be great. It was going to be live and it was going to be an experience that we won't forget. So now that I've laid the groundwork, let's get into the main dish and I'll talk about what God gave me on the subject of expectancy. Okay, y'all, so this week's main dish is on the subject of expectancy, like I previously stated. And so I was sitting there and um, God just began to drop questions in my spirit. And he said, what kind, you know, what kind of level of expectancy do you have for me? I mean, I know you're sitting here, you're, you're waiting on Beyonce, you're excited, but do do you have that same at least the same level of expectancy for me or if not more and I kind of just sat there in shock because God you can use anything to get your attention and deal with you on something that you may not even know is an issue and so when I got home um I dug into that a little bit more and he showed me a few things And, um, the first thing is sometimes some of us, including myself, we put in high, we put a higher expectation on man than we do on God. And really, honestly, that speaks to our faith, but I don't want to go off into the subject of faith, even though they really are kind of tied in. I think expectation goes hand in hand with faith, but, um, We expect more from men than we do from our God. Example, kids, we expect our parents to clothe us, feed us, take care of us. We expect our husbands to provide and to be faithful. We expect our job to pay us for the hours that we spend there. We just expect those things to happen. We have an expectation on all of these people. But when it comes to God, we're almost afraid to expect things. We're afraid to expect the good things. We're afraid to expect the big things. Why is that? You think that it'd be easier to trust a God who loves us, who cannot fail you, who cannot disappoint you, who cannot let you down, than it would to be a person or people who have the ability to do all of those things and sometimes will do those things. And it's like, wouldn't you rather place your high expectations on a God who set, who is who he says he is? It's been proven to you that he cares for you. He did that when he sent his son to the cross. He's proven that he has better for you when he pulled you out of whatever your dark circumstances were. 
when you met your husband or your wife. He proved that you were indeed worth waiting for. He proved that someone on this earth was made to love you. And when you began to accomplish things, this is the one that really hit home with me. When you began to accomplish things you didn't think that you were capable of, he proved that he had already placed everything inside of you that you would need to be successful. He's proving that to me as I speak right now. I never thought that I would be doing radio. I never thought that I would ever start. I thought that it would always be, I'd always come up with a reason or I just wasn't good enough or I didn't have what it takes. And he's proving to me that that's just not true. That's the amazing thing about our Heavenly Father is he can't lie to you. He cannot make promises and break them. He can't fail you or let you down. It's not in his character. It's impossible. All of those things are opposite of who he is. The definition of expectancy is the state of thinking or hoping that something, especially something pleasant, will happen or be the case. And sometimes when we go to prayer, it's, it's, there's unsurety in our voice and we're shaky and we say stuff like, God, if you could do this for me, or maybe you could make this happen, I'd really appreciate it. Or God, if there's any way that you can blah, 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 fill in the blanks. I know I'm not the only one that started out a prayer like that. I can't be. <laughs> I've had, I mean, I'm going to admit it. I've had prayers where I'm like, if there is any way that you can such and such and make this happen, I would just be forever grateful. Listen to those words and, and think about who you're talking to. You're talking to God and you're saying, God, if there is any way you can. And I just think that that's crazy because there's nothing he cannot do. So the question is not if he can. So if the question is not if he can, then it's if he will. So then we go into questions like, well, I don't know if you're going to do it, but I'm hoping that, you know, I'm, I hope I'm not asking too much. You know, God, I know that you can you can pretty much do anything. I just don't know if you if you will. I know that, you know, I just want to see this happen in my life. And I don't know if you're going to say no or yes to this. And before I started recording this, this episode, actually yesterday, I was talking to God and was like, why do we do this? Why? Why, if we know who you are to us, do we even go to prayer unsure or not expecting the absolute best or not expecting you to do a good will in our lives and the answer is because we're human and we've been conditioned to live life like that that's how we interact with people and so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to recondition our hearts and our minds to come to God in prayer with boldness and in one hand we're going to have to have faith and in the other we're going to have to have confidence we're going to have to learn to come to God expecting 
for him to answer our prayers, expecting for him to hear us, expecting for him to be happy with us and not looking down from heaven mad or, ooh, why is she asking that? Or why does he even think I would listen to him after what I saw him do? That's not it. We have to retrain our minds to think another way and see God for who he really is. And the amazing thing to me is just really quickly on the subject of prayer, even when you don't know what to say and you have to just kind of sit there, you just have to sit there before the Lord because between whatever's going on, you can't find the words to say to God. Even in those moments, God is so good that we have the Holy Spirit that is interceding for us when we can't find the words to say during prayer. And it says that in Romans, um, let me find it. I'm going to read it to you out of the message version. So give me just a second to pull it up. But it's Romans 8, 26 through 28. Let me find it real quick. And I love the message version of pretty much anything. I just, it just puts it in plain, plain English. It's just easier to understand. Okay, Romans 8, 26, 28. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. And if you need to read that again for yourself, it's Romans 8, 26 through 28. But what you need to know is God has nothing but good things planned for you. So when you go to God for healing or strength or whatever it is that you're needing, go with the expectancy that you're going to receive it. In my experience, and I'm sure you can relate to this, in my experience, the only time that God has ever told me no was to either protect me or prevent me from going down the wrong road. And that was it. So (laughs) I just think it's amazing that the God that we serve, the only time that he tells us no is when it's going to be in our benefit. He never tells you no out of his own pleasure because he wants to see you miserable and doesn't want you happy. The only time he tells us no is when it's going to be in our benefit. And the crazy thing is, we normally will wind up thanking God for the things that he told us no for in the past. Now we're in the present, we're happy he said no. Because now we can see in hindsight, it was all for our good. He is just a good father and he is worthy of all of our trust. And I mentioned this earlier, but growing up, We've all come to understand that when you go to work, you'll be paid for your time that's spent there. It's, it's been proven to you. You've experienced this, so now you expect it. When you go to a Beyonce concert, excuse me, Beyonce concert, you're not going to, if you're, well, if you're a fan of Beyonce, um, 
you're not going to go to that concert thinking, man, I hope I hope she really brings it tonight or man, I hope she got a good 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 night's sleep so she can really do a good job or man, I really hope she's on it or I hope she doesn't miss a step or I hope this is worth my money and I hope you know, you you don't go to a Beyonce concert as a fan of hers thinking those things because why? You already know and have an expectation of what you're going to get from a Beyonce show because it's been proven to you. She's shown you. You've seen it. You know you're going to get a great show because you've never seen her have a bad one. It's just that simple. You have high expectations because it's been proven to you that you can put your trust in that. So if I can say that about Beyonce because I'm a fan of hers, as a child of God, should I not already know and expect great things from him? Should I not already know that he loves me, he wants to see me succeed, that he's ordering my steps, that he's working everything out for my good? Should I not already know he's not disappointed in me, he's not mad at me, he's not working against me? Should I not already know and expect that he's on my side. So we base our expectations off of what we've seen, what what people have shown us. So what has God shown you? Who has he shown you that he is? And does your expectation of him match what he's shown you? Mine sure didn't. Mine sure did not. I mean, be honest, really be honest with yourself, does it? Because mine didn't. Maybe your expectancy is where it needs to be in your prayer life. But maybe you're struggling with your expectancy in church. And what I mean by that is, um, let's just say that you've been going to church and you've been feeling like maybe you're not getting anything out of it, which I've been there. I've felt like, man, this, I'm just not, I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm not getting anything out of this worship experience. I'm not getting anything out of this, uh, um, whoever's preaching. I'm not getting anything out of it. And maybe it's not the worship team. Maybe it's not the preacher. Maybe the issue is your expectancy. Maybe that's what needs to change. And um, a couple of months ago, my bishop was talking about it. And I'm not going to quote because I don't remember exactly what he said. But basically, to paraphrase, he was talking about a church, and I don't even remember the name of it. It's the guy who has the white jacket. I don't He's a famous preacher. And um, he was talking about how their services go so well and the spirit just moves so heavily in their services because um, the members of that church just have a, they come into that church or into that service with an expectancy to encounter God. And he was saying, you know, I wonder how big of a difference it could make if, you know, we came to our services with that kind of expectancy. And it didn't 
mean a whole lot to me when he said it then, but it means a whole lot to me now. (laughs) After, you know, this is something that God's been dealing with me on. Now I understand what he was saying completely. And I just started to, to ask God and just, well, I wasn't really asking God. We were kind of just having a conversation and I was thinking, what if, you know, when we enter into the sanctuary, we begin to pray for our praise and worship team and whoever's going to, you know, be delivering the word. And we just begin to set the atmosphere ourselves. You know, what if we just take ownership of that and we begin to intercede and and pray over, you know, the pastor and praise and worship leader and everyone that's going to be ministering on that stage today before service even begins we're already setting the atmosphere not just for us to receive what God wants us to to get but for other people instead of you know saying or thinking things like you know I wonder who's leading worship today I hope I I sure hope they do a new song because you know sometimes and I'm not just talking about me. Some of y'all going to have to be honest with yourselves. Sometimes we are super critical of the people that God has placed before us to, to uh, in a position of ministry. And it just has to stop. It just has to stop. I'm guilty of it. And I know that I'm not the only one. Honestly, I think it's a sickness in a lot of our churches. We're being too critical and of the people that God has placed in the positions that they have. So um, instead of, you know, I hope they do a new song and they always doing the same songs and so-and-so has to be preaching for me to really get, I mean, really get something out of it. And they just really bring the house down when they do it. When we say stuff like that, you're not limiting that person what you're actually trying to do is put a limit on God. You're saying that God can't use that person to minister to you instead of preparing your hearts for whatever vessel God is using that day. And the truth is you really can't, you can't limit God. He's limitless. So really what you're doing when you say stuff like that is you're limiting yourself you're you're the one who's putting a cap on your own experience and your own encounter and your own service because you're saying that you the certain people can't really minister to you and you don't like the way they lead and all this other stuff sometimes we well all the time we really should be we're human and we're we're sometimes going to have those thoughts and feelings but we have to be able to center in and focus on what the real what what's really important which is God at the end of the day that's it God and um when like I said when you do stuff like that you're going to uh you're just not going to receive all that God has for you when you're putting a cap on on because you're you're cutting off his access to you because you can't be ministered to people ministered by certain people and I believe that God dwells in, in, an atmosphere, in an atmosphere of expectation. So just imagine this for a second. If Not even if you're God, but if you're just a person, would you rather be in an atmosphere 
that's inviting you in, excited for you to come, um, expecting you to do the absolute best, expecting big good things from you who believes in you who knows that you're gonna deliver would you rather be in that kind of environment versus would you rather be in a place that's filled with doubt and uncertainty and you know people really aren't sure about you and it's kind of like oh well we'll see what happens today (sighs) I mean I would rather be where people believe in me Where people know I'm about to come in and show out. Where people know I'm about to give them whatever it is that they're needing. Even if it's just a hug. Even if it's just to let them know I love them and I hear them and I'm with them. So let's not just imagine. Let's really challenge ourselves this week to raise your expectations and take the limits off of God. Think about the expectations you put on man and how you can be often let down by them. God never lets you down. He never disappoints you. You may think he does, but it's impossible for him to do that. God is not intimidated by your expectations. You can never expect too much from him. I'm going to say that again. God is not intimidated by your expectations. He is not in heaven on his throne thinking, man, she asking for something again. Didn't I just, didn't I just help her? The other day, didn't I just help her the other hour? Man, she's always asking for something. No, that's how humans operate. That is not how God operates. He is not intimidated by your expectation. He enjoys them and he invites higher expectations. Why? Because he knows he can do all things. There's nothing he can't do. So expect more because he has more. God has never left and he's not going to start now. Even if you're listening and you don't know Christ as your savior, he is still with you, near to you. He loves you. He's still knocking on the door of your heart. What human do you know that would do those things after being ignored and sometimes even denounced or put on the back burner? You know, while you live your life, sometimes we put God on the back burner until we're ready but who what human do you know that would 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 continue to be there for you in those kind of circumstances if that's how you treated them I don't know anybody that would stay in that kind of environment but that's because there's nobody like God there is no one like him that's why he's so special and you're never waiting on God God is simply waiting on you so Expect more, increase your expectations, and and, uh, have higher expectations for God to be who he says he is. And that's pretty much it. That's what he dealt with. That's the subject he dealt with me on. Um, And he used the Beyonce concert to do that. A lot of y'all saints probably like, he can't use Beyonce to do nothing. She is a devil worshiper. And truth is, I don't know what she is. I just know that he used that concert and I am glad. So with all of that being said, let us now jump into quotes of the week. Okay, so 
as I was searching for quotes that went along with uh, what I was talking about this week, the only thing that I could find on expectations was a whole bunch of quotes, really kind of negative, talking about don't ever put, don't expect nothing from anyone or don't depend on humans, they let you down or just stuff like that. You guys have seen them everywhere. Some of them are sometimes we create our own heartbreaks through expectations, which is sometimes true, or silly me expecting too much from people again. And so I don't really have a quote for you, but with all of these, it just highlighted even more that really you can't put your expectation in people, but you can put all your faith and trust an expectation into God. So that's it for quotes of the week. You can quote me on that. Um, And as far as worship songs that I'll be listening to this week, the first one is Good Good Father by Chris Tomlin. And the other one is, um, what's it called? It's by uh, Israel in in the New Breed. And it's called no limits no limits or take the limits off and as usual i'll have the links for both of those songs in the description box for this week's show so you can easily click on that click on the links that i provide for you and just let those let those songs saturate your atmosphere in your time of worship and really just soak it up And one more thing before I close out this week's show, um, I just want to say that whatever it is that you're gifted in, it, it more than likely will be more than one thing. Whatever it is that God has gifted you to do, don't doubt yourself, believe in yourself. And another thing, do not focus on the people around you the friends and the family who don't support you in the way that you feel that they should, that don't, you know, believe in you the way that you would like them to, or that may not see your potential the way that you'd like them to. Don't focus on those people because when you focus on those people, you're going to get down. You're going to want to quit and you're going to want to say, oh, you know, even people closest to me don't believe in me being capable of great things. Do not focus on that. What you need to do is focus on the people who are in your corner, who do say, I see great things in you, or, you know, you would be really good at this, or you'd be really good at that. Don't listen to the people that limit your talent. You can do anything. You can do anything that you want to do. For me, specifically, and I know this show is running kind of long this week, but I just had to say this. For me... I used to sing and I used to write and (laughs) at the time that I was writing and I was singing I thought I sucked I thought I was the worst singer on the planet and I thought my lyrics were trash I thought my music was trash I didn't just didn't think I just didn't think highly of myself at all so I quit and now in hindsight just a couple of days ago I was on my laptop and I was listening to a bunch of songs that I recorded that I wrote and just in listening to them I felt the Holy Spirit moving in lyrics that I wrote and it was amazing to me that 
Now I see the value in what I was doing. Now I see that I was gifted with a voice to sing. And I was also gifted with the ability to write good music. And um, I'm going to get back into that. I'm not just good at radio. Radio is not the only thing that I can do. And it's not my only gifting. I have a gifting in in the music ministry. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks as I dive back into it. And I don't know if you've struggled with this before, but I just wanted to encourage you. Whatever it is that makes your heart skip a beat when you do it, whatever it is that sets your soul on fire and connects you to God and makes you feel like you are you are working directly with him when you do this kind of when you do whatever it is that you love to do. You need to do it. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't put it on the back burner. You can do more than one thing. If you really love it, don't listen to anybody else. If God says yes, nobody can say no. I just wanted to encourage you on that subject. Other than that, it's been great. Sorry this show went a little bit long, but I think it was necessary. I am your host, Helen Collins. This has been another episode of Anchored Culture Radio. Before I sign off, I just want to again thank you for listening. You can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter at Anchored Culture Radio. You can follow us on uh, iTunes at Anchored Culture Radio. And you can follow us on SoundCloud at Anchored Culture Radio. If you follow on iTunes, make sure to subscribe to the show. If you follow on um, SoundCloud, make sure to follow my channel, like the show, leave me a comment. You can also email me if for any questions or you want to speak to me directly. You can email me at anchoredcultureradio at gmail.com. Um, remember, share with a friend and raise your expectations and stay anchored in him. I love you guys and I'll check in next week.